Welcome back, After Buzzers, to the Shy After Show. Tonight, we have a hot show. We're talking about Brandon and Jerrica. Brandon's getting in deep with Duda. We're talking about good cops, well, really bad cops. All that and more coming up for you next. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's up, party people? (laughs) Hey, hey. I'm your host, Erica Edwards, but I couldn't do it without my crew, the wonderful, masculine on the panel, Chef Beans. Chef Beans with the mental cuisine. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. And the explosive Kitty Kaboom. That's right. Very good, very good. Good to see you, people. Yay, yay, yay. So tonight, it's season two, episode seven the blind eye is the episode we're talking about tonight and overall what were you guys what did you guys feel about this episode what are your overall thoughts honestly this was my favorite episode of the season so far i feel like it was just jam-packed with so much content and so many different conversations so i'm excited to just jump right into it (laughs) all right all right i definitely i don't know if it was my favorite I definitely took a um, you know heed to that statement when you told me that that's how you felt. So it was very good though. I thought that um, the interaction was dope, and I really just love being able to see the poignant moments. You know, what I mean, all, in between all the craziness, and even with the kids, which is always dope. It's nice to see like a moment where there's that, whether it be sexual tension or a love interest or whatever, just like a coming together, nice little come to Jesus meeting. I love those in the in the middle of it, of the chaos. Yeah, I found this episode. <clears throat> It gave us a lot of backstory in a way that wasn't uh, tiresome. Mm-hmm. So I liked that a lot. And uh, there, I mean, there were some things that I wasn't a fan of. But overall, I kind of liked how the storylines kind of flowed together and they kept it moving. And But yeah, I do agree with you. I think one of the things I love and also dislike I think about the shot is that they do so many different um, storylines. Not just storylines, but sort of like topics, yeah. right? right? So many different topics with each of the characters. So I feel like it could go further. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if they, you know, if they s- slimmed it down a little bit, then we could find out more about Jerrica or more about, you know, whoever. Um whoever they're focusing on at the time or whatever. So that is kind of a thing that I almost You love don't, to hate it? Yeah, I don't really like it cuz I feel like they <laughs> hit a lot of good topics. But not enough where I was like, they could really go there if they took the time to, if it wasn't like 80 other things going on. So you think they need to flesh out everything? I no, like no, no, no. I, kinda think, go I think they so- should select the things that are important that they want to stand behind. Like, to me, the shooting, the cop shootings in Chicago and major cities is a big issue, yeah. as is the issue with um, low-income housing. Mm-hmm. So to me, those are so huge, and it's kind of like you're kind of breezing through. So that is sort of... You know, that's my one thing, but mm-hmm. I do like that they're at least putting it out there. So I think that's really important. It is. Uh, so let's start off. Let's take it. We'll go from light to heavy tonight. So let's start off with uh, kind of the storyline that I'm least feeling this season, which will be <laughs> Ronnie. Um, you know, Ronnie, Jada, and Ethel. I love or- them. What do you mean? Yeah, I really... I- I don't know if Jade is really going to fall through with this, even though she does have the cobwebs, which we've talked about before. <laughs> I don't know how Ronnie and her are going to make this 
chemistry happen. It's still a little weird to me. Is it? Yeah. It's a little weird to me, too, because I think they come from different, and I hate to say this, classes. I'm not being classist people, okay? I promise. But they, they're from two different worlds, it seems. So it doesn't seem like they would be attracted to each other. But they did kiss. She didn't pull back or yeah, anything. And so. that is the first picture I have is of uh, Ronnie and Jada. Um, I don't think, like, I don't think their worlds are so different. Like, I think where they originally came from. Like, okay. she was a single mother yeah. and whatever. I think they both they came from, you know, the same the sort of... of Chicago. Right, the same sort of hood. But she was kind of a, one of those people who was sort of able to pull herself up right. by her bootstraps and he sort of you know was kind not. of yeah kind of did not and he could have because mm-hmm. he went off to the army or whatever uh so you know he kind of took a different turn right a different path so i think i do like that she's very um she does sort of uh, i think advise him she's kind of like his therapy therapy Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. She's kind of his therapist. That's a good point. And that part I do really enjoy. I think what I don't really like about Ronnie's particular storyline is it seems like... Like it's not going anywhere. Like it's you know, it's like yeah. it's, I'm not feeling it. Like it's just I mean it's he's just there. Like, he's it's, just there. Right. Exactly. He, you know, like now that he's gotten past the whole shooting thing and he's out of jail, it's like I need the woman to spit on him again. I need something to kind of happen. And uh and now this whole thing about dealing with his um living across the street from his dad. Right. So do you think that he should confront his grandmother? What do you guys think? Well, with this situation, um, I do think that him and his grandmother do need to have a conversation. But I could be thinking too much about it. But I think the car is symbolic of his relationship with his father. How it's broken down. He's trying to fix that because that's the last piece of his father Mm -hmm. that he has left. With him still suffering with his PTSD and everything. I don't know. That's just what stood out to me the most. But I don't know what impact it would make with his grandma but it seemed like it's something that's like just dwindling in the air being that his character is just taking there. up space yeah i don't know I, I'm, I'm on the fence about it honestly i think that it would be it might be detrimental if he brings it up you know what i mean she's good for having that attitude that thing she stay mad so you don't really want to do anything else to provoke her but at the same time pretending is not the answer you know what I mean? Getting help or being able to talk through whatever your issues are with people that you genuinely love is super important for your own growth and for your own ability to handle other aspects of life. So I'm torn. I really don't know. Should he? Shouldn't he? Eh, I don't know. Yeah, I um, I think for his own personal sort of closure on it, he yeah. should talk to her about it. Like, not really confront her or the whole, you know, why is he across the street, but he uh-huh. can't speak to me. You know, all that. Maybe not confront her, but get some sort of resolution one way or the other. And I think... Um, especially as she gets older, do it sooner rather than later. You know what I'm saying? Because once she's, you know, once she gets more, she gets dementia or whatever, once she's really gone, then Mm -hmm. she's going to be gone mentally or whatever. Uh, So I do feel like he should maybe not confront her, but if 
especially if he's acting different around her right. and he's not really being around her and stuff, that she's going to notice that change. She's going to be upset, as Jada mentioned. So I think he should get some sort of resolution. But I understand the But do you think she would be able to give it to him? That's not really her steez. What is she going to provide? Like he said, talking to her ain't going to do nothing. I hate to say it, but I don't know that her reaction will be amicable. What is she going to say that's going to make it a res- give a resolution to the problem? Right, because she identified with it. She's like, yeah, Ron, he's, all he's been paying attention to is that, that car. car. So she recognized that he's a little standoffish. But what would happen as far as mitigating the situation if the conversation was to was happen? To happen. Yeah. What is she going to say or he going to say to be able to smooth it out? I think it would be a huge, huge fight. And it would just probably make it... Sometimes sometimes you just need to leave well enough alone. Because look at who she is as her at her core. She will bite that boy's head off. You know, I want to know what you think about him and Jada. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, okay. So one thing I did like about him and Jada, we'll get off um, him confronting (laughs) the grandmother. We'll move on from that. But one thing I did like was that he didn't push it. You know what I'm saying? He moved in for a kiss and got up out of there. Like, I really respected that. I I was like, she not feeling you like that, dude. You got to be. How do you know she kissed him back? Yeah, but no, you know. uh -uh. Let's be clear. As women, if a man leaned in for a kiss and you kiss him back, back how are you not feeling him we know how to say um excuse right, me right. i mean i'm not saying she's not at all attracted to him but i think there is there's a timing thing and True. i definitely felt like had he pushed for more she would have been like okay slow down you know what i'm saying yeah but he didn't he did the smooth thing he right no i know that's what i'm responded. saying i like that because yeah. i think he can he can move it a little bit further because i feel like she kind of realizes like you killed someone you know what i mean like i think she has her own apprehensions with him right and there's some chemistry there and she hasn't you know i mean you know she ain't been with nobody in a long time right so there's that, but uh, I think this is something that's going to have to grow on her. Is yeah. what I honestly probably, think. and I think if I think he's doing it the right way, as you said, he's taking his time. You know what I mean? He's totally being respectful. He excused himself. She didn't have to ask him to leave or anything, and he's always been super polite to him. Plus, he's totally in her debt in a certain a way because right. he, she came to the aid of his grandmother, even when the grandma was being who she is. You know what I mean? That's it's a lot. His life. He got fired because of the of him. Yeah. She got fired. And she's still around. She's got a good heart. No, and- absolutely. I mean, I love her character, and I do feel like she's very good and genuine. Um, you know, I mean, we don't need any more characters on the show, but um, <laughs> I, I would like her to have an, an option. A, a love uh, Another option. <laughs> you know, something. Somebody uh, else who moved into Thank the neighborhood. You. you know what I'm saying? Maybe an older lawyer or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I would like her to have another option yeah. uh, personally, but, uh, you know. And, and then Ronnie's still dealing with his grandbaby, and he's halfway tied to his ex and stuff. I don't know. Um, but I, I'm not totally offended by it. All right. <laughs> She's but, open to it. Yes, I'm open to it, but I want so much more for Jada. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool, <laughs> I know, right? I'm cool off of that. It would be settling, though. It would be settling, no question. Yeah. yeah. I'm cool off that relationship. Like, it's, it's just weird to me. Still. <laughs> yeah, because he, 
I mean, he leaned in, so it was a moment, but it, he's still kind of a little awkward. Right. I don't know. It's something. It's, it's not quite juiced up yet, but uh, <laughs> hopefully it will be. Uh, you know, you see Common, maybe if Common, you know, and Jada, but... Now, right? that would be dope. That would be right. amazing. That would be the First dope of all, Common's a little too young for her, but yeah, I see that. Whatever. She can get some young love. That's what's That up. would be nice. Um, so that would be super, super cool. Um, let's <laughs> move on to Emmett, because Emmett had um, sort of, you know, some little light epi- light scenes in this episode. Uh, so Emmett seems to he be... so fine. I'm not lessing after a little he boy. Is he's a little boy but he is a cutie pie. He is a cutie pie. He's a cutie pie. He is a cutie pie. Now, okay, Chef Beans. All right, this question is for you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, okay, so Emmett, this is so interesting. So Emmett is kind of like getting a little some kind of weight in his feelings about about Keisha not hitting him back to the point where he's getting ready to go out and buy her some shoes. Right. Some track shoes. And uh, so before we touch on his whole jealousy thing, I want to know, Chef Beans, what do you think or what is your opinion on Emma's quote unquote F buddy rule? Um, If you're in a relationship, you just continue to you know, be friends with benefits, but don't have any feelings attached. Think, Is that the rule? I think that's that's tricky because where I am in the headspace that I'm in now, I'm. I redefine what integrity is. Mm. So I think if someone else is in a relationship, regardless of our friendship or our bond that we established over the years, I'm just not rocking with that because I'm a firm believer in karma. Now, beans or chef beans a year or two ago, I'm like, cool, yeah, that can rock out. But no, I I, I don't. I'm not with that, like, at all, at all on both sides because I just feel like it's misleading to whoever we're trying to build something with if we are in, like, a committed relationship, even if it is prior to marriage. It's just not cool with me. Okay. Yeah, no, I I just think it's going to be a problem. It doesn't matter how I feel about being a... (laughs) What about the rule? Because specifically, yeah, because I know I think there's a lot of different relationships. I just don't think it's realistic, honestly. I think that really? people okay. go into it hoping that they can do this. But we've seen too many rom-coms based on the subject matter to know that the, reali- the realization is most women, not all. Some women out there are thuggish, ruggish, and more power to you. I'm... In you know, in all of you, but most women are very emotional. So saying that they're going to do that and not expecting that they're going to be some ramifications or some consequences is just being unrealistic. You know what I mean? And he obviously is feeling some type of way too. So that friends exactly. would benefit. He wouldn't be talking about her. He most certainly would be buying her no damn shoes. Yeah. So that was interesting. I think that Brandon showed him. He was like, okay, you know, y'all don't have no feelings, but you gonna buy her these expensive track shoes. Another man's woman is please. what he said. Yeah. Yeah. I like how he put it, too. Exactly. Like, this ain't even your girl. This ain't... And she's somebody else's girl. If right. she was nobody's girl, then that's one thing. And that still would be kind of sus. We still would... I would be looking at him like, that's not a cool sitch. But it's somebody else's woman that you're messing with now. She's not your girl. You need to back up. So clearly he feels something. And now he done found out it's the coach? Oh, it's on, oh, baby. Oh, yeah. I thought that was dope yeah. how they set yeah. that up. that was interesting. Um, you know, so Kevin dropped a few little hints. Right. And I didn't think he was going to come clean to Kevin. I thought he was just going to roll with it. But eventually right. he did, which I uh, which I kind of liked because yeah. I feel like it's going to help. Have some integrity. Yeah, it'll help kind of this whole issue with Keisha uh, come, up, come, up, come to the forefront. So, yeah, that's the next picture I have is a picture of... Of Emmett and the coach. Um, mm-hmm. I forgot his name. But yeah, and the coach. Uh, and, you know, he's like, well, aren't you a little old to be running track? And he's like, I'm the coach. Right. Coach, so, coach Kelly? 
Yes, Coach Kelly. So what do you guys think specifically? What do you think Emmett is going to do with that information? Mm, it's not going to be cute. Well, Emmett has already shown his hand as far as being a, a jealous person. Like, So he's going to manipulate the situation. I'm not exactly sure how it's going to turn out, but you could tell he's definitely taking it personal. Even the coach talking to him in a very condescending way. Like, right. You're short. You, you, you know, just very in control over the situation. And even how Brandon kept naming the monetary things like Beamer, this, and different things. You could tell Brandon is in competition with himself, but also now he's battling this older dude with someone who has, you know, the love of his life or one one of his loves in, in the part of his hands. <laughs> that's what it is, the love of his life. That's I mean, what Keisha he, is. he really care about Keisha. You he does. That's why he did. But that's have because sex with her. she gives him her ass to kiss. Keisha doesn't mess around. Once she was done, she was done, and she thinks she's moved on to bigger and better. So she most certainly is not giving him no leeway, and he likes that. Most men do. Once you say no, right. at them pawing at you and stuff, then they want you. Even I mean, at them ignoring you. Like once you decide you're done and you walk away, inevitably they come after you. That's just human nature because we yeah. want what we can't have. Very true. So you don't think he's going to reveal it like to her family or to her mother? I think he might say something to her directly, but I don't think he's about to be a snitch. That doesn't seem his style, no matter how big his feelings are. I think he'd probably pull her aside and be like, yo, what's up with you and this coach? You know what I mean? And, -hmm. of course, that's going to bring all kinds of questions. How would you know that? Mind your business. I could just see her now. Like, that ain't none of your business. You worried about the wrong thing. But And I think that that would kind of – it would definitely piss her off, but it'll create – um, a snowball effect for her like oh I gotta be more I thought I was being secretive I thought I was being careful but I guess I need right. to be even more so because how would Emmett of all people unless cause you know he like she knows that he still likes her so I'm sure she could chalk right. that up as like, he probably stalked me you know what I mean and saw me get out the car or saw me with this guy and came to that conclusion but I, I see him saying something confronting Keisha. I don't see him being a snitch and just telling people for the sake of t- what, what good would that do? Well one I mean ethically you know, it could be statutory rape. I mean, there's some real issues with this old man right. coach yeah. coming onto her and dealing with her and buying her stuff and sleeping with her. And to me, even as her friend, um, yeah, like I get it. You don't want to be a snitch, but it's not just so much just the jealousy thing. It's the fact that it's this old man who's a coach, really. So. Yeah, but Emma doesn't have those kind of value systems, unfortunately. It's not like he's some stand-up guy that's just gonna, well, it's wrong because if he does do that, it'll be purely out of jealousy, not for, uh, let me stand up for Keisha honor. Right. I can see Emma saying things passively and even to kind of put myself in Emma's shoes. I remember in high school there were those girls who you know just wanted to mess with like older dudes. Maybe mm-hmm. not this old but in our mind or our guy circle it was just kind of like well you know like dang like just but just that passively not like what you said going out the way and telling a group of people hey well, she's not a group with, of people but, but anybody, anybody, anybody yeah, that someone, can do something yeah. about I, it. I don't yeah. see that I don't see that on Emmett's heart. I think he'll just Take it on the chin or either say something to her passively. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I mean, I hope better because really I do think that if you go to especially high school, like if I was in high school and there was some stuff going around mm-hmm. about people in high school sleeping with teachers right. and coaches and stuff like that's crazy. And it's, you know, kind of just I don't know. But anyway, we'll, we'll move on from that. Uh, but before we move on to the next topic, Chef Beans has something to tell you all. Yes, I have a bunch of things to tell you all. Thanks for making us the ESPN of TV talk. We couldn't do this without you. But before we move forward, we just need you to do a few things. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe. If you're on iTunes, leave us a five-star rating. But no matter where you are, leave us a nice, juicy comment. AfterBuzz TV has meant so much to all of us, definitely giving us confidence inside and outside of the studio. So if you can do those few things, it'll make us all very happy. <laughs> 
Yes. Nice. Yes. Five stars. Five stars. And people. give us a thumbs up if you're, you know, if you watched this much so far because you're here anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay. Let's move on to Brandon and Jerrica. Mm. Uh, so this episode actually had a lot going on with them, which was really interesting. Uh, so Brandon gets this check. From Otis Perry slash Duda for 50K. He gets a new truck. He gets all these things. And so he's growing closer to Duda. And at first, he tries to uh, take the money back. And uh, so there's this scene that he has with Duda. And Duda is like kind of schooling him on thinking bigger. And uh, what, what did you all feel about the advice that Duda was giving him? That Duda was giving him or that the stepfather was giving him? No, that Duda. I'm talking about Duda first. Okay. Honestly, um, I think Duda gave him some good advice. Thinking in an entrepreneurial headspace, now being that Duda is, you know, dirty, the bad guy, (laughs) I can see, like, how this can spiral out of control. But he actually did say, like, very good things as far as, you know, like, investing and all that. So I thought it was good, but from the person who was coming from, I just don't think this is setting Brandon up for success. I think Brandon knows better, and I think that the unfortunate part is that we live in a society where money talks much louder than anything I can tell you. So I hand you a $50,000 check, but I tell you to your face, I'm the devil. Okay, I'm still taking that. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's had too many people in his life that know about this man and have given him some good advice for him to just... He's just smarter than that. I hope that he takes heed and he doesn't go for it. Because anything that comes that easy... Baby, you're going to pay out the ass for that. That's true. So then the picture, the next picture I have is the picture of Duda and Brandon when he first tells him, uh, dream bigger or think bigger. Mm -hmm. And what I think is interesting about Duda sometimes, except honestly for this episode, but usually exactly what you said, like he'll give him this, you know, these kind of, you know, powerful entrepreneurial spirit type speeches, but you know that he is got his money really illegally. So right. it's like, okay, well, that all that does that stuff really work cuz you're doing something illegal. But what I did think, but then you do have to use common sense because what I did think was crazy even in this episode. Now this particular episode, I was like, really? Uh you lost your job and you bought a Benz. Um or whatever. Like th- sometimes I was like, okay, um I get that you want to push yourself harder, but pushing yourself harder into debt for a car like Okay. Uh, no, that was there were a couple times where I was like, "All right, you you going too far." I lost yeah, my job, but yeah. now I got a house. He was just yeah. trying to make a, obviously giving an analogy or a point to say basically when the chips are down, don't fall into don't fall prey to that mentality. Like go out there and make yourself better, as he said. It's a pep talk, and I don't know how true you know what I mean, but I I just don't think that he meant for Brandon to take his words literally. In, in in terms of the examples, I think he was just trying to give him like a, a headspace of this is where you need to be. This is how you need to think if you want to succeed. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I see. Where, yeah, I see where you're going. But I, yeah, I was kind of like, okay, yeah, your your uh, money advice is not the greatest. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but I did like the beginning where he was like, you do need to have bigger dreams and right. you need to be willing to work harder. But on the flip side, it's like, well, yeah, you're working harder, but really, I'm just taking your money. So right. that was sort of interesting. Like if you really look at kind of what he's spouting, but what he's really doing. Well, he's, he's a devil. I mean, know, he's so. like a horrible human being. 
think, right? He's super shady. He's sneaky as hell. You know what I'm saying? He's setting this damn young boy up. So he's going to say whatever he needs to say in order to keep him on the team. He wants to make sure that he doesn't deviate because he's the fish. They got him on a hook. He can't get let go. So I'm going to say whatever I need to say. I'm going to manipulate it in any way I can. I'm going to throw money at the problem. Whatever it takes is my boss, who is currently locked up but doing a bid very lovely like, has told me that you the fish. Right. So, you know what I mean? What what else is he supposed to say? Like, if you want the money, keep it. If you don't, give it back. Like, he's going to give him a talk to try to keep, reel him in. Yeah, I now what Brandon's I found was interesting was he sort of gave Brandon the option. He's like, okay, well, think you know, about it, think but about it, long. but not too long. Yeah. So do you, Chef Beans, think that that was... Um, like an authentic thing, like no, absolutely not. I don't think it was authentic. I think he knew. Like, does he have the option to walk away? Is my question really at this point? Anyway, no, I don't. I don't think so. Especially after the truck and everything was invested. Once he shook that hand, and once he shook your hand, I think that was the commitment. Mm-hmm. And I'm not exactly sure how he's going to get himself out of this mess. But I don't think due to authentically or genuinely said, no, well, you have an option. Like Brandon is not going anywhere easily, at least. Okay. Okay, so um, Brandon also has a discussion about Duda with his stepfather, Grievy, um, which is the photo, that, the next photo that I have. And, th- and it's interesting because Jerrica already told him, you know, that Duda was shady mm-hmm. and it's like he didn't really believe her, which it was interesting that Jerrica knows everybody else in like, where did right, you grow where, up, Brandon? Exactly. Why do you Why not don't know you nothing? Know? Exactly. Like, that was my question. Um, so this is the first time he seems like he's almost taking it seriously, at least at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you feel? Why did you feel he chose to believe his stepfather over Jerrica? Well, I mean, in this, think? in this situation, I think it's, it's kind of like even when your parents give you advice sometimes. Like, I know when my mom used to tell me certain things, it didn't always register, but if my coach told me, I'd be like, okay. So I think in this situation, though Jerrica is talking to him, he doesn't really have the father-son relationship with um, his stepfather, but his stepfather has always been very transparent with him. Like, look, this is what it is, and I think this might have been Brandon's aha moment because mm-hmm. he was already approaching this situation very vulnerable, you know, wanting to talk about Jerrica, their love, and his that father was kind of like, Duda? No. Opposite way. So that's why I think he received it from him in in this capacity more than Jerrica. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And then, so on the flip side, we see Jerrica going through her sort of emotional issues with this low-income housing um, thing, and he encourages her to leave her job and follow her dreams. Right. Uh, What do you guys think about that in light of now you are kind of, you've got to take Duda's money, even though you've heard... Um. I'm not sure what to think about that. I like the fact that I think he said it out of just pure love for her. You know what I mean? I don't think that he really expected her to do it because she she just she's followed the rules up until now and she was leaning towards not doing it. So I think that he kind of called her bluff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then she, when he said yes, uh-huh. it kind of freaked him out a little bit. But you're right. That's the only recourse he has is the money that he's been given by Rhodes Perry. He's not going to be able to make that kind of money on a truck to pay his rent. He would, all, all he, Remember when he got robbed? He only had like $200 right, exactly. for the exactly. day. So I don't see that he's going to be able to make what he thinks in order to create the kind of financial stability that she needs. So I guess he got to do it. But it was sad. It was sad to watch him kind of go down that rabbit hole of, Oh, shit, what I do now. Exactly. Um, And that's the picture I have of, like, Mm -hmm. after she's like, oh, I quit my job. And he's like, 
he's sort of like happy, oh, but not okay. like now I have to be, you Ooh, know, working with the devil. Yeah, like yeah. I have to go back with the duda, even though I don't really want to. Um, what are your thoughts, Chef Beans? You know, like I support him wanting to support his his woman. Like you know, chase after your dreams. Your mental health is more important to, than all this calamity that you're going through from your boss to your parents. Like I support that aspect of it, but. Like Kitty said, I don't know if he was actually up, like not necessarily up for it, but I don't think he was prepared for it because mm-hmm. with that headspace now, okay, you really have to take on the financial, you know, like uh, responsibility. And now I think in his headspace, he's like, yo, I gotta, I gotta do what I gotta do. Yeah, and I kind of thought, um, I get that she was unhappy about the low-income housing, people looking for, you know, for uh, places to live and all that. That issue was very touching. But on the flip side, uh, like you're gonna quit your job, but you don't even know what your dream is. Yeah, that's so that what I part was where weird. I was like, okay, well, can't you like do your dream on the side till you find it and then leave? But yeah. I was like, so uh, do you not want to do real estate at all? Do you want like what is it you you have no idea what you want to do and mm-hmm. you just quit everything, right? And so that part I thought was kind of. That part was surprising. Like, I get following your dream, absolutely. Like, that's why I'm in LA. But to quit and you don't know what that dream is. That part, I was like, okay, Jerrica, what are you doing now? Right. I think she did it out of, because he encouraged her, but also just, she was fed up. And then you can't lead by emotion when you're an adult. Like, you just can't. You know what I mean? Adulting is hard. And it takes some wherewithal and takes some stick to and some other shit. So, yeah, I think she definitely should have found something else. Or at least, as you said, determine what you're like. Are you going to what do you like? I don't even hear her say like a field that she wanted right, to pursue. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't even know. Like, are you want to be an actress? You going to write? What What do you even like? Right. And to me, I'm like, OK, now you just didn't know. Exactly. So that part I, I found a little bit shocking. Um how did you all feel his the dinner was with her parents? I thought their her parents cute. was actually kind of cool cute. this time. They yeah. weren't they now that he you know came in third place or whatever, they're like halfway respecting him, which mm-hmm. is interesting. It's like, oh okay. Now well, uh, it takes yeah. certain uh, developments in life. You, this is their baby girl. They want her to be with somebody that they respect, that they can say is holding her down. So it makes sense that they want better things for her. You know what I mean? You don't want your daughter to be with the loser. Well, yeah. I mean, you don't want... I don't think he's a loser. No, but he's I never think, a loser, but that's how they saw it. Well, I know. I mean, I think that's my issue is that they saw it based on sort of some of these sort of like materialistic things. type things yeah. as opposed to, is he really down for my daughter and how's he treating her? Yeah. Because there are, you know, we can talk about that forever, but right. there are plenty of people with money who act crazy. So mm-hmm. if he... And he just seems so far in season one and two... Um, so kind of low key and stable, like you know, yeah. Right. W- what's the deal? Um, all right, so <clears throat> it let's, was cute though. I, I like the. Dinner. I, I did like the dinner with the parents, and I think that some of that kind of brought to the forefront her issues because even her parents were kind of like, "Well, we 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 helped him as much as we're going to help him." Mm-hmm. So I think uh, that kind of really you know didn't sit right with her. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so let's move on to Cruz and Tassant before we uh, wrap things up. So we have some flashbacks with Cruz and we find out that there was this, you know, uh, cop killing, uh, cop killed a black man in Kansas City and he basically uh, turned a blind eye. And uh, that's kind of shaping who he is today. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was really interesting. And then that's the photo that I have here of him that's at the point when he decides to lie. Yeah, because uh, now he has a bleeding heart. Yeah. And now we we kind of understand why he's so passionate 
for um, people of color, uh, people that are. <laughs> so what did you guys think about this sort of flashback and how it's going to change, you know, how it helps guide his actions now? Um, This particular scene or series, whatever, during the episode was honestly a trigger for me because you see how things are like played out regardless to who's right or wrong. A lot of police officers are going to be protected by that blue shield. But you clearly saw that Cruz knew what the right thing was, but he put his integrity to the side for his career. And that just kind of creates a lot more questions as far as how many other police officers do that. And that mm. wasn't a one-shot thing. If you looked at the car and everything, there were multiple shots in the car, okay. multiple shots right. in the window. And this also is what causes PTSD in the black community. Like I think that's why I'm so frantic right now. It made me even want to look up certain statistics. Like in 2018, like... 215 black people were killed by the hands of police brutality. So this scene was very intentional, but at the same time, it just lets you know, even in 2019, the problems that we still face as black people, and specifically me as a black man. I hope I'm not going on a rant, but it really has me flustered to the point where I'm still very nervous if a police officer pulls up behind me. Right. It can be completely in the right wallet, on the dashboard, everything, but I'm still kind of like, could this be my last day on earth? Mm. And that's just sad. I don't have any record. Wow. You know, yeah. I've never been in handcuffs yeah. and I'm in that headspace. So that's why this episode was just, it just yeah, showed yeah. how dirty it can get. Exactly. Well, and see, and that's my thing. I think this, like to me, these issues, this issue and the low income, those issues are so huge. Like you need a little bit more because to me, I agree with you. But then on the flip side, there are good black cops that right. are right. And then also even in his case and with his um, Moreno, his old partner, like it's not just being protected by the blue shield, that blue shield will take you out. Mm-hmm. And so that's True. the thing. Once you get that bullet in your in your, in your uh, out mailbox right, or whatever, right. it's like, okay, you know, you have to be able to know when you're out there in the field, somebody, you know, you're not going to be killed by quote unquote friendly fire. So I think that there are a lot of issues. Mm. There's pressures both ways. So I get it. Like he wanted to do the right thing. But then when you, you know, you get this note that says in lover and a bullet, like now you worried about your family too. So that is the part where it's like, oh my gosh, he's so torn. Yeah. It's pretty sad too. the the kind of camaraderie that leads them to make decisions that um, have such great ripple effects. Yeah, but they they they're down for each other. That's just the way that whole culture. And and I think what's what's so interesting is because I watch a lot of mystery and um, you know police procedurals and stuff. And what's interesting is a lot of times the gangs and the cops are really the same. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of the mentalities. I mean, there's always a good there's a good there's a good gangster and there's some good cops. But fundamentally, sometimes they're both. It's just a gang in blue and then the other gang. You know, and so that is kind of what you see here. Uh, and so now Detective Toussaint, she's on a mission. She's come, she spun this story about Brandon being like this uh, right. urban legend <laughs> where they groom <laughs> this good boy from birth to be like a mastermind only to criminal. Come, right, only to become a criminal as an adult. Exactly. Right. And uh, so she seems so um, passionate. And so then we find out some of her history mm-hmm. and what shapes her, which is so interesting interesting and so why she's kind of turned so bitter uh how do you guys feel about the pathway that Tassan is going down 
She's walking around. She's carrying a lot of bitterness, a lot of heaviness in her heart because we see that her son is, you know, locked up and he's going through whatever he's going through behind closed doors. But I mean, I see why she's snooping her nose in certain things, but I, I think she needs to like let that heaviness go. Yeah, like because it's great. Yeah. You punching little kids in the face right. because you feel some type of way about how your life turned out. It's like you, you, we're basically forced to see that everyone has to pick a side. There's no neutral space. You, you have to pick a side. Yeah. That's it, a great observation. I hadn't thought about it like, like that. Think about So the cops, you got to pick a side. Okay, so you're going to be with the Black Lives Matter or you're going to be with the Blue Shield? The gangs, you're going to try to be with this gang or this gang? There's no, you're just walking to school. No, you have to pick a side because you live on this block. And with her, she has to be a good cop, even though everything that you've been through, you know, still have a good heart. Or be this aggressive. The streets don't have any rules, so why should you have any rules? Headspace, and that's what she's operating in. But at the same time, they've noticed that from her. They're getting certain reports, so it's just un- unfortunate that this is a great depiction of how things right. operate in our society. Yeah, and it's so interesting because her supervisor was like, basically, like if you straighten up and fly right, you could be me. This mm-hmm. could be this could be you, but you have to take care of whatever preconceived. St- demons that you're dealing with in therapy and it was so interesting and for once very poignant because she was like remember whoever you beat up that's somebody's son mm-hmm. and then cut to a picture of her and her son and so that I was like okay finally once they let the line the line fall let us think about it and then let the story play out so then we see her with her son Tristan who is like um you know, I we got to see more of you because you were a jerk in this episode. So he was just rude and mean and having to deal with the fact that his mother is a cop and she took out this major drug dealer who was probably going to kill him, mm-hmm. I would assume, um, or was hurting him in some way. And she says she would do it again. But he is still not in a space where um, he can admit that, okay, you know, maybe I shouldn't have been banging like this. Right. So... Um, so, yeah, what did you guys think about her and Tristan? I think this was the first time we actually saw Toussaint have a soft spot. Right. You know, because she's been so tough throughout all the rest of the episodes. But it's just very telling how, you know, some some people, all, we all have free will. So we, we make our own decisions. But sometimes the streets, if they got a good hold of you, it doesn't matter what kind of household you come from. Right. You know what I mean? So regardless of whatever narrative she tried to push to her son growing up, he still was, you know, a victim to the streets. And now she has to look him in the face every time she comes to visit him. At the same time, when she's out in the streets trying to fight crime, that's always in the back of her mind. Like, like what did I, what didn't I do right to prevent my son from this? And I feel like she's taking it out on everybody, every gang member, whoever she's she comes encounter with. And that yeah. might be her thought process, but I don't get the impression that she's blaming herself in any way. What did I do wrong? I get the impression that she's super bitter about whatever this whatever got him in there. But she asked him to own his own shit. True. Remember? Yeah. So right. I don't think that she takes any type of oh woe is me. You know I should have done better as a mom. Maybe this would not have happened. Maybe this wouldn't have been the outcome. I see her really just being like you effed up. N word. And what you gonna do? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm in between on that. I feel like eventually if she thinks it through, that's that has to be why she's so violent, why she's so upset. Because I think fundamentally, like maybe she's not really facing it, but I think at a certain point she's gonna have to come to terms with I failed you some way and you went to the streets because, mm. you know, not everybody does. Brandon didn't, Jada didn't, other people didn't. And here I am a cop mm. and this is the way you chose to go. So I think you know, she's not there yet, 
But I think eventually that's kind of her. I think it's under there, but it's it's under there deep. I was about to say it's a lot under a lot of layers. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of layers. But, but, I, do, but I do feel she's an onion. Yeah, yeah, I do feel that. All right, you guys. So that is this episode. Yay! Let's move on to our special segment. We'll make this quick. Uh, yay. So, I am a huge house head, because <laughs> I am from Chicago, and which is the birthplace of house music. And today, on our special segment, um, this is Frankie Knuckles, known as the godfather of house music. And he basically started the fundamental, um, his mixes and his DJing, you know, and he's won Grammys, and it started like in the 80s, uh, early 80s, at this club in Chicago called The Warehouse. And and that nice. is kind of the birthplace of house music. Nice. Um, all right. So news and gossip. I hate that we only have a couple minutes on this, but you all, it's been all around the news. All right. So our boy Brandon, a.k.a. Jason Mitchell has been actually dropped from the shy, yeah. dropped from Desperados, dropped by his management, U- UTA, uh, all due to allegations of sexual misconduct. The allegations haven't really been fully fledged out, but originally they started from Tiffany Boone, which is uh, Jerrica's... Yeah, Jerrica's... Uh, Jerrica's... Who Jerrica's? And uh, what's interesting is I think she started complaining with him about him last season mm-hmm. and actually asked to get out of her contract this season mm. and they let her go so and I think they already knew that before they started uh, they let her go or they let him go they let him they let her out of her contract because oh, she really? was like I can't work with him anymore and I want to do other projects or whatever and this is even before this stuff blew up so she mm. already was I think this was already going to be her last season because of whatever issues she had with him but then his co-stars in Desperado also complained wow. so like everybody's dropped him including his management and there is this sort of viral video out there that shows him having like a crazy meltdown on an airplane. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what to say really on that. Uh, we do wish him the best. And I kind of want to, you know, I want to hear more of the facts. He hasn't responded so far. So right. um, so I don't know what this means for the shy or how it's going to end up these last three or four episodes. Right. So. I mean, definitely more will be revealed. But all we can do is just, you know, wish him the best and just hope like everybody finds therapy and all of this. It's just unfortunate. Yes, it is very unfortunate. And I do hope that unlike his mom, he just doesn't go out of town. Like, I hope they have some sort of (laughs) something happens with his story. Um, But there are some ways, I think, to, you know, obviously get him out. You know, but I feel like it'll be interesting because they'll have to, I guess, introduce a new character. He's such a major part to the shot. I hope he gets the help that he needs. If, in fact, the allegations are true and there has to be some truth to it. Even times there's more than two, three, four people. Come on now. Everybody ain't crazy. Yeah, exactly. And especially... I was really and everybody's been saying this like once your management drops you right like looking good that's scary because that's yeah. almost the end of your career it's like Pretty are, you, much. are you done now exactly so uh so that part is scary but we do hope that everyone you know gets the help that they need and right. that the truth comes to light all right you guys before we get out of here let's do some quick Predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. All right. We'll start with you, Kitty Kaboom. Let's see. I predict that something is going to happen between 
Ronnie and Jada. Jada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. I don't know that they'll be like in a relationship, but I think that there's going to happen. Maybe they'll just be like the best of friends. Who knows? But I see that something with them coming together and and, and working like collectively as a team to create some something else. Okay. I see Kevin and um, Emmett working together in some way to reveal this situation with um Keisha messing with an older dude. I don't think Emmett's going to do it 100%. I feel like he's going to have Kevin on his side a little bit because this is, like, disgusting. There's no way this can continue to rock out. So I don't know how it's going to blow up, but... Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, I definitely feel like you already know. I think it's... Uh, whatever. I think it's going to come to light some kind of way, and yeah. Hopefully, or maybe through Kevin. Um, and I also feel like, obviously... Brandon is going to go down a really dark path with Duda, even though he's going to... I think Cruz is going to warn him, but I think it's going to be too late at that point. Right. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. It's been a super fun show. As usual. So, you guys, where can everyone find you? you um, can fu- sorry, oh. go ahead, Ben. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. You can find me at Chef underscore Beans with a Z on all social media platforms. Chef Beans. That's what's up. Um, on Twitter, I'm Kitty Meow, M-E-E-Y-O-W-W-W. And on Instagram, I'm Kitty Kaboom, K-I-T-T-I-E-K-A-B-O-O-M. Cool. And you can follow me on all of my social media at Erica, E-R-I-K-A, D as in door, Edwards. Thank you so much. Like, subscribe, and see you guys again next week. Ciao Bye. for now. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.